Welcome to Myths. I'm Matt Huff. And I'm Dan Rhodes. Whether you know about Theseus or you're revising your syllabus. If you want tales with a bit of jest or you just want to hear about incest. What? What? It's really interesting. Welcome to Myths. Welcome to Myths. Welcome to your podcast called Myths. I was hoping you'd say, oh, welcome to your favourite podcast, but... Oh. Didn't say that. Yeah. Just, just um, welcome to your podcast. Your not, podcast. Not our podcast, it's your, your podcast. Because we really want listeners to understand that this is as much theirs as it is ours. In fact, I want you to feel, to, you know, take ownership for this podcast. Please do, because we and are hard to direct. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, we are very unproducible. Uh, and to be honest, since this is part, partly your podcast, they haven't really been chipping in, have they? No, they yeah. have not been chipping in. Have you paid for Podbean subscription? I, you haven't. Have you shared it on social media? Might have done. Doubt it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, welcome back, uh, my little miscuteers. To episode like that. Yeah. Oh, well, miscuteers. Uh, big fan, uh, Pip, uh, my good friend Pip, he suggested that we call our fans miscuteers. I just tried it out there. I think it worked. Yeah, it actually did work. Yeah. If you like being called miscuteers or you have a better suggestion, which I doubt, it's hard to beat, uh, do email us at mythpodcast at gmail.com and give me your suggestions. I almost I didn't say us that to give me. I said it, it, don't it, don't address Dan. Yeah, address don't, it to Matt. Dear yeah. Matt. Dear Matt, you are handsome. I know this is an audio podcast, but I can tell you're handsome. Nothing like a beating up Nick Frost, <laughs> that's for sure. And you're more attractive than Steve McDonald. So uh yeah, um Dan, how are you doing this week, man? Yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Um doing pretty good. You're pretty good. I'm pretty good. How was that Oxford football game? That's ages ago, Matt. <laughs> keep going. Matt keeps going on about that time because I, I can't remember what episode it was when I spent 10 minutes talking about how I went to a shit, <laughs> shit football game. You actually went um, to a, uh, another football game recently, right? I, well, yeah. If you, I, went to, um, I went to see Manchester United play Swansea a few weeks back. The, the game of the century. The game of the century. <laughs> Won 2-0. Was, uh, was great. Any Manchester United fans, uh, please email us at misspodcast at gmail.com and we can discuss in a lengthy email, um, you know, how you're feeling about the season. Um, um, and uh, sorry, that's, that's not what no, we that's that, not no, no. <laughs> If there's anything I stand for, I have very little dignity and very even less self-respect and what I will not tolerate on my fucking podcast email is fucking talk about sport. None of that, you know. I, I Maybe we'll ch- talk about... Not a fan of the sport, are you? Not a fan of any sport. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I went to see. Um, it was like a corporate, um, corporate thing. So it was really nice. You get like three course meal, wine and dine, and you get to sit in a nice leather plush chair. So watch the game. Dan essentially Mwah. for the whole day. Dan was, uh, you know, 
the ruling class. So how do you feel about that? Felt really good. I can see why. <laughs> I can see why people with money yep. do that sort of thing. Because you do feel better than everyone oh, else. It's great, you know. You like just uh, feel so really much better than shit and all the poor people. Yeah, yeah. See everyone else, and they're like oh, normal seats, it's and I was just like, yeah. check out my box. Yeah, look, look at my watching, big box. Yeah, look at you watching a football game like a loser. See how many people I can fit in my box. Yeah, and. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah, I see you did that. Because, no, I'm not gonna, I was about to deconstruct the joke like you always do, but no. Um, yeah. um, but anyway, Matt, we don't have much time today because we've got a bit of a bit of another another interesting one today. What, what could we possibly be doing today? Could, do? could it be hmm. a second part of a special? Oh, what? Uh, that wasn't rhetorical. What special would that be? It is part two of Hercules. This is a little trivia. True or false? He is doing 16 labours. False. True or false? He's doing 8 labours. This could go on for a very long time. <laughs> True or false? 118? <laughs> Fuck off! Uh, uh, he's doing 12 labours. We did 12? 6 last week. He's halfway through. And now we're about to do another one. The final 6. Get ready, punks. Here we go. Here we go. Uh, see, a lot of energy there. No, there was a lot of energy. Before we go on, Dan, can you give us a recap? What happened on the previous Hercules? Okay, previously on Myths, Hercules Part 1. Myths, Myths, Myths. So, Hercules was mad. Hercules was mad. Hercules is the son of Zeus. He had sex with a mortal woman. She um, then gave birth to Hercules, and Hera, Zeus's wife, was not happy that he just had an affair and a baby. So he, uh, she tried to kill the baby. Didn't work because he's really strong. Um, and then he, she was like, "Oh, I'll make him go crazy." And then he went crazy, and he, she put like a spell over him, and he murdered his wife and two children. Nice recap. Uh, so, uh, as punishment, what happened? Um, as punishment, he was made to do ten labours. Yes, originally ten. Originally ten. Who uh, gave out the tasks? Eurystheus. Uh, Eurystheus. He's a guy, he is the king of Mycenae. What happened in the first labour? First. In, in under ten words. First labour, he choked a line out. Good. <laughs> that definitely sounded like you wanked, didn't he? <laughs> oh, I just chose out a lion, huh? Um, second labour, with a French accent. In uh, the second uh, labour, he <laughs> fight uh, the hydra, the nine-headed uh, serpent, what uh, come out of the water. And there was uh, a crab. Oh, hey, ho! There was a crab, what he killed with a club. The third task, uh, with the, uh, the deer, but you have to uh, do some chicken noises throughout... Uh, Hercules um, was tasked with finding Diana, the god of hunting, also, also um, Artemis. Um, her sacred deer, her, her sacred deer, he caught the deer, took him 12 months, what a loser. And then he, uh, then he um, did it and he, uh, she um, took pity on him for his, and then, um, yeah, he did it and it's really good, he got the deer. Okay, the, the fourth flavour, uh, the Eurymathian boar, but singing. In this labour, he had to get a boar. On a mountain, there was a wild pig that terrorised the city. And he went to kill it. He killed it really easy. Pity, pity on the little, little, poor, porky, porky. Dad, why does anyone listen to this podcast? 
And the final two, just really fast. Yeah, the stables. Uh, there were stables, loads of shit in a stable, thousands of cattle all pooing in a stable, and he washed it out with a river. But didn't count as a labour, did it? Because he got paid for it. And the, let's see the final one, but backwards. <laughs> backwards. <laughs> yeah. Um, he he killed them all with a. No, I mean you have to say it backwards. <laughs> no, please. He no. killed them all with a um, with arrows and. Uh, a slingshot as the birds flew from the trees because he was tasked with going to kill them because they were terrorising this city man-eating birds good uh, now that was a a healthy and not confusing recap wasn't it <laughs> anyway here we go Labour 7 chapter 7 do you, Alfred, do you want me to take this one? after coming <laughs> <laughs> no, you take it it's called the Cre- Cretan Ball the Cretan Bull. The Cretan Bull. After the complicated business with the Stymphalian birds... The ones that I just complicatedly recapped. Basically, you had to kill some birds. <laughs> I mean, how couldn't you get it from that like, crystal clear, mate? Hercules Ill easily disposed of the Cretan Bull. Well, that was that, then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Is that literally yeah. Labour 7? <laughs> Woo! That was easy. <laughs> dealt with the birds then he went and dealt with the bull thank you very much funnily enough it's not all and I just realised uh, who is back in this at that time Minos king of Crete yay we back <laughs> how do you feel about being back king Minos I'm really great yeah king Minos yeah he sounds like like you know when Mr Burns got turned to that alien monster in the Simpsons <laughs> yeah. sounds a bit like that that, that was the voice of Diffie King Minos. It's been a while, right? It's really... Yeah, it's like this. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> I hate everybody because I'm King Minos. You sound like a really angry child. Yes, I am an angry child. Has anyone seen my daughter? I think she's on an island somewhere. <laughs> well, I'm to your son. The last time I saw him, he was singing and dying at the same time. <laughs> King Minos controlled many of the islands in the seas around Greece and was such a powerful ruler that the Athenians sent him tribute every year. There are many bull stories about Crete. That sounds like fake news. Bull stories. Zeus, in the shape of a bull, had carried Minos' mother Europa to Crete, and the Cretans were fond of the sport of bull leaping, in which contestants grabbed the horns of a bull and were thrown over its back. See, I told you I'm not a fan of sports, and that's uh, that's a pretty good reason why. Like, that's that's an awful sport. If you've been, uh, oh, this is about to be Dan's myth corner. Yes, go ahead. If you Dan's myth corner, it never happened. I'm very surprised you haven't been watching this series, the one that the BBC have been doing, Civ- Civilizations. Oh, with Mary Beard. Yeah, 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 and various other um, yeah, um, academics, and um, they were talking about that. There is a um, an island off the coast of Crete. I can't remember what civilization it is. Maybe I think it's actually older than, than ancient Greece. Um, and they have loads of artwork in like a lot of their palaces and ruins and uh, and vases. It's lo- everything's about people jumping over bulls. I think it was like the thing to do back then it's, was like jump over bulls. Back then, it's like it's like gymnastics, but you do, it's like doing the vault, but you do it over a bull. Jumping over bulls was like like fidget spinners in their day. If you know what I mean, like <laughs> oh, check out this new fad, like fidget bulls. <laughs> So that almost worked. Yeah. <laughs> Minos himself, in order to prove his claim to the throne, had promised the sea god Poseidon that he would sacrifice whatever the god sent him from the sea. Poseidon sent a bull, but Minos thought it was too beautiful to kill, and so he sacrificed another bull. 
in that family, the Minus family, they have a weird thing with bulls. Wolves, they, they, do. they think bulls are too beautiful because yeah. uh, his wife got an arm with a bull. I just find it weird that Poseidon would be like, I will send you something from the sea. <laughs> a bull. <laughs> yeah, it's got absolutely nothing to do with the sea. Ha, ah, tricked you. Yeah, a sea bull. <laughs> Poseidon was furious with Minus for breaking his promise. In his anger, he made the bull rampage all over Crete and caused Minus' wife, Pasiphae, to fall in love with the animal. So that's actually the backstory of it. Ah, uh, is this the one that she's going to have? We mentioned mm, this in Thesis. Yeah. She going she gonna... <laughs> <laughs> she's going to get it on with the bull. Mm. Damn. Damn, girl. You looking mighty fine. Won't oh, you? hey. <laughs> oh, you Mr. Bull. Yeah. Oh. I just come out to see and now I'm on a rampage. Yeah. Rampage for your... Your brain. husband was weirdly sexually attracted to me, so got someone else killed instead of me. A menage a bull. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Bull. Tell yeah. me... What are you going to do, Persephone? Pacify. <laughs> That's a different lady. Pacify. What you going to do? Have sex with you. I don't, I don't know. I, I assume that's what happens. 30 seconds later. As a result, Pacify, not Persephone, gave birth to the Minotaur, a monster with the head of a bull and the body of Dan Rhodes. <coughs> Minos had to... Sorry. Minos had to shut up this beast in the labyrinth, a huge maze underneath the palace, and every year he... Ooh. Technical fault. <laughs> I think... Thanks for that. He fed it... The prison every year he fed it the prisoners from Athens. Um, if anyone's interested in what just happened there, I just knocked the mouse and it just the screen just went. I mean, mental. Well, no, it just scrolled down because you scrolled it. Down. Yeah, it went mental. It scrolled down. It was mental. Whoa, uh, inconceivable. But I'm glad we're getting a lot. Now we're into episode thirteen. Like we're getting a lot of um, re- things are popping back up, and this was. Episode yeah. one, Theses of the Minotaur, you explained that the Minotaur, when we had Matt's Mythical Corner, uh, we didn't ask for it, but we yeah. got it. Um, <laughs> Welcome to me. She, <laughs> she, well, actually, they didn't mention here, but am I right in thinking Daedalus, as in Daedalus, because he made a bull thing so yeah. she could have sex with the bull. But now we know why the, where the bull came from in the first place. Yes, and actually, I find, I, I, I had no idea about that, actually. I just uh, assumed she was just wanting some bullcock. Mm. Uh, oh, I feel dirty. It's <laughs> also weird that that's not the first time the word bullcock's been mentioned because we had all that toilet talk that time my bullcock broke. Remember? Oh! <laughs> Everything's connected. Everything's connected. <laughs> I'm like the, my bullcock in my toilet. Yeah. Which is not connected to anything which nope. is why it was broken. We are fucking comedy geniuses. Oh how how, how have we, we not won our world? How did we yet? just link plumbing to Greek mythology? MP- I mean, if that isn't uh, but anyway, we now know where that ball came yeah, from. Yeah, I think that... And I do feel, as we always said back then, I feel sorry for the... I'm a minotaur and I feel... I, like, Pork, he just... He was made because... Wait, I just realised what your minotaur impression was. It actually sounds a bit like, like Alec Baldwin's Trump. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> the, uh, the trade with the labyrinth and China, there is, it's the worst it's the, tra- it's trade the best deal. Trade. It's the best. It's fake news, man. <laughs> yeah, they're right. Fucking amazing. So the Minotaur is actually Donald Trump. Yeah, yeah, that's why he got killed by capitalism. But no, that's nice that we now finally know where the ball came from in the first place. He came out of the sea with Poseidon, and King Minos was. I mean, anyway, so now and he's now rampaging around the city, and now his father the Minotaur. I would know. Just as a side note, know that sea ball. He's the father of the Minotaur, right? What happened to the sea ball afterwards? Was he just? Did he just hang around or? 
I think we're about to find out, are we not? Good. I did that link on purpose, that's why. Um, what I used to think I was smart. <laughs> this is called the creatine ball. This whole seventh labour is obviously about Hercules killing the ball. But we don't know what happens to it, Dan. It's, don't ruin it. Go on. When Hercules got to create, he killed the ball. <laughs> <laughs> when Hercules got to create, he easily wrestled the ball to the ground and drove it back to King Eurystheus. Eurystheus let the ball go free. It wandered around Greece terrorising people and ended up in Marathon, a city near Athens. Okay, um, so much in that, that <laughs> sentence, right? So he wrestles it to the ground and he drove it back to Eurystheus. Everything's so easily wrestled to the ground in Greek mythology. Yes. Um, however, right, Crete is an island. H- how did he drive it across the sea? That doesn't make well, sense. Well, you're the boat specialist. Ah, it's an Aegean boat specialist. Uh, the way it happens is that he actually um, used... You know that, what, kind the... of, what kind of Aegean boat would he use? Is there a particular model? <laughs> uh, I'm thinking the T47. Well, it's actually an S52. Oh, yeah, S52. Uh, uh, the, you know, T- uh, it's got better um, cattle capabilities, isn't yes, it? Yes, yeah. and um, you know, like in the Flintstones, where they, they would have to roll uh, the car with their feet, <laughs> they actually, Hercules used the, the ball to kind of paddle it across. Um, a GM boat specialist. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, I can't uh, believe how many callbacks to previous episodes yeah. you just did in the space of five minutes. <laughs> oh, it reminds me of Peter Bersenson. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we are silly today, aren't we? Uh, however, like Eurystheus, notice this is a very like this is a, a, a divine bull. And Eurystheus is like, yeah, let it go free. It's like, no, it's it's awful. So then it just ends up killing people. Yeah. And Dan, here's a quick question for you: What is the distance between Marathon and Athens? I'm gonna guess 23 miles. 26.2. Thought it was 23. 26, Matt. Don't Google it. Let me win this one to a sport question, right? 26 rings a bell, but also so does 23. Whilst I'm Google's, I'm going to finish up the story. The Athenian hero Theseus tied up some loose ends of the story. As you can find out in episode one, he killed the Cretan bull uh, at Marathon later. Oh, didn't know that. Later, he sailed to Crete and found his way to the centre of the labyrinth and killed the Minotaur. Apparently in this... Oh, how, 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 how long is a Marathon? Dan, okay. you just Google it. How, how much is it? Go on, tell, tell, the, tell the listeners. Well, you said it was 26, and it's actually 26.2, so actually, neither said, of us were right. I said 26.3, so it's pretty close. So it's 26.219 miles. So who's, uh, Dan, who's the best sportsman here? You, you are, I guess. Thank you. Bit of fun fact for you. The reason why it's, uh, I knew it was 26.2. Two miles. It's because uh, so in the battle of marathon uh, between the Persians and the, uh, the Athenians, uh, they had to uh, out, they sent a runner, uh, several runners uh, from the battle in marathon to run back to Athens to send a message. Yeah, yeah, and that's where the marathon came from. But apparently, he just sprinted it for the twenty six <laughs> miles, uh, and that's why then that's that's where the, uh, uh, the, the whole word point, marathon. The yes. whole point of it being twenty six miles is from ancient mythology, isn't it? Yeah. Anyway, that was Labour Seven. It only took us. 20 minutes, uh, so here is Labour 8. Chapter 8. The man-eating horses of Diomedes. Diomedes. The man-eating horses of Diomedes. Diomedes. One more. The man-eating horses of Diomedes. Perfect. After Hercules had captured the creatine bull, 
Eurytheus sent him to get the man-eating mares of Diomedes, the king of the Thracian tribe called the Bistones. That definitely sounds like a a band. Diomedes and the Bistones. Yeah, the Thracian tribe called the Bistones and bring them back to him in Mycenae. Um, just a bit of, um, you might recognise Diomedes, he's actually a, a fearsome uh, warrior who went to go and fight um, alongside Odysseus and Achilles um, for the uh, the Greeks against the Trojans. Okay. So Diomedes was uh, one of these warriors. According to Apollodorus, Hercules sailed with a band of volunteers across the Aegean to Pistonia. Uh, with an Aegean boat specialist. Mm, yeah. yeah. There, he and his companions overpowered the grooms who were tending the horses and drove them to the sea. By the time he got there, the Bistones had realised that he had ha- what happened, and they sent a band of soldiers to recapture the animals. To free himself to fight, Hercules entrusted the mares to a youth named Abderos. Abderos. Unfortunately, the mares got the better of the young Abderos and dragged him around until he was killed. Well, that lasted long, but yeah. yeah, he had fun in the sun. He literally survived for a sentence. <laughs> Meanwhile, Hercules fought the Bistones, killed Diomedes, and made the rest flee. In honour of the slain Abderos, Hercules founded the city of Abdera. That's not a great city to be named after. Uh, also, I love how he just ends it with, yeah, just named the city. He just founded the city. And imagine what some of the... What would the culture... So that was actually probably quite a big... It's amazing how that wasn't very long, but that's actually one of the more testing of his labours. He's had to go and fight a whole band of tribes and these man-eating horses. Yes. Um, And as I was saying, Dan, before you cut me off... (coughs) He does that all the time, by the way. It doesn't look like it in the edit, but... You know, he just doesn't care about what I have to say. Some really interesting. Yeah, to be honest, I was thinking the same the other day when I was at the the ice cream shop. (laughs) And uh, like you were just saying... Um, I don't know if I'm a huge fan of vanilla, but I don't know. I'm more of a chocolate guy. That's what you were talking about, right? I, in all fairness, you got lucky with that one. But like, it's <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you reckon the city of Abdera would be like? Because like, if you're the person you got found that got killed by many horses, do you reckon that would be like a, a tradition? Like, uh, oh, it's traditional being eaten by a horse Most, day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe so they, everyone gets dragged around by the city. <laughs> Uh, Dan, here's my satirical point going on. Man-eating horses. <laughs> I guess it's uh, it's like Tesco's, but the other way around. <laughs> <laughs> the horse meat scandal. Uh, topical. Anyway, Labour, nine? Hippolytes' belt. Hercules fights the Amazons. Um, should we tell the listener uh, about the Amazons, Dan? Yes, we probably should. I mean, they... M- Did we mention the, the treat they might have? Yeah, let's let's mention um, the uh, the bonus episode. Yeah. So we are probably well, we are going. We at some point going to release a bonus episode. Yes. Um, and it was the first time we decided to do this podcast. Really, was we had an inkling that we wanted to do something mythology based. Yeah. And we just kind of it was literally the first day we thought of it. As we well. did, yeah. And we just thought, you know what? We've grabbed. This, we've got some recording equipment here. Why don't we just have a mess around and just see what kind of. Uh, what kind of a concept? It was almost like brainstorming whilst yes, practicing like a podcast, it, like, figuring it out as we kind of, kind of went were along. doing it. And um, we, the the subject we chose was the, the Amazons. Amazons. Yeah. Um, although we realised halfway through, it wasn't really a myth that we were reading. It was just no. like facts about the, the Amazons. Amazons within um, myth, mythology and Greek mythology. So we will be releasing that at a later date. So this might be a little bit lighter, but we'll focus on Hippolytes' belt anyway. 
<clears throat> for the ninth labour, Eurystheus had ordered Hercules to bring him the belt of Hippolyte. Um, at this point, Eurystheus must be like, Jesus Christ, he's smashing through it. And like, Ugh. no more technicalities as well. Yeah, no more technicalities. He was getting, like, he must be hiding in that jar far yeah. too <laughs> This was no ordinary belt and no ordinary warrior. Hippolyte was the queen of the Amazons, a tribe of women warriors. So the only thing you really need to know is that Amazons lived um, in a women-only culture. Queen Hippolyte had a very special piece of armour. It was a leather belt that had been given to her by Ares, the war god, because she was the best warrior of all the Amazons. She wore this belt across her chest. Not how you wear a belt, is it? No. <laughs> I love how factual you are there. Yeah. Thank you for doing that. And she used it to carry her sword and her spear. Eurystheus wanted Hippolyte's belt as a present to give his daughter, and he sent Hercules to bring it back. What an odd gift to give your daughter. Like, here's a belt. Just yeah. make one. Go to a river island, for goodness sake. Hercules' friends realised that the hero could not fight against the whole Amazon army by himself, so they joined with him and set sail in a single ship. I wonder. Who are Hercules' friends? Because like, he has killed most of his friends. Yeah, we know a few of his friends, but they all ended up dead. After a long journey, they reached the land of the Amazons and put in at the harbour. When Hercules and the Greeks got off the boat, Hippolyte came down to visit them. She asked Hercules why he had come, and when he told her, she promised to give him the belt. But the goddess Hera knew that the arrival of Hercules meant nothing but trouble for the Amazons. Disguised as an Amazon warrior, Hera went up and down the army, saying to each woman that the strangers who ever arrived were going to carry off the queen. So the Amazons put on their armour. The women's warriors charging horseback down to the ship. But when Hercules saw that they were wearing armour and were carrying weapons, he knew he was under attack. Thinking fast, he drew a sword and killed Hippolyte. Then he ended her belt and took it away from her. So, in so the Amazons were coming after him, and Hippolyte was very peaceful. And they go, "Oh, there's a great misunderstanding. She, they think I'm going to kill her. I best kill her. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> you have you've lost the leg. Just you were standing on really. Hercules and the Greeks fought the rest of the Amazons in a great battle. When the enemy had been driven off, Hercules sailed sailed away. At a stopover at the city of Troy, Hercules returned to Marcine and gave the belt to Eurystheus. That was really sad, actually. That so one. he's just gone and like wiped out the Amazons, a whole... all because he just because Eurystheus just wants his but the belt for his daughter. Yeah, this is getting really catastrophic. And the thing yeah. is, the way this myth is coming across, it wants us to be like, oh, how amazing he is, but he's actually a really horrible person. Like yeah. they they were peaceful, and Hippolyte was peaceful as can be um, and said oh you can have my belt yeah it's only because Hera's come down who we know has a huge grudge against Hercules I also uh, on a slight tangent Dan um, one of my favourite comedians is called Richard Herring you know Richard Herring I am I went to see him live with you once yes and that was a great experience because me and Dan actually have a friendship outside of this podcast believe it or not well we did we did then now it's just eroded. Uh, but the thing is, um, Richard Herring, um, he's done lots of great Edinburgh shows. He actually did a show called um, The Twelve Tasks of Hercules Terrace, where he did the modern version of uh, these um, Herculean tasks. And uh, one of my favourites, um, he set them like set up lots of different things. Uh, uh, for example, uh, he did something like, uh, like he walked over hot coals to t- test himself. But the one he, uh, for the Hippolyte one, the best, my, it was my favourite, because uh, 
he had to, uh, he had to get the bra of Jermaine Greer, uh, you know, the, yeah. the famous feminist, uh, and uh, she actually um, he didn't do it, but he he actually writ, wrote to her, and she's like, "Oh, you have to come and get it yourself," uh, which is quite funny. Uh, <laughs> download from Go Faster Stripe. Anyway, Labour Ten. The cattle of Guryon. Guryon. The battle. The cattle. <laughs> the battle and cattle of Carryon. Garyon. The cattle of Carryon. Garyon. Garyon cattle is like a. No? Okay. I enjoyed that. It was alright. No, I you. mean, is this Labour 10 already? Labour 10. Wow. To accomplish his tenth labour, Hercules had to journey to the end of the world. Eurystheus ordered... Easy peasy. <laughs> yeah. Eurystheus ordered the hero to bring him the cattle of the monster... Geryon. Geryon. Geryon was the son of Chrysosaur. 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 We'll say Chrysosaur. Geryon was the son of Chrysosaur and Kalahor. Chrysor had sprung from the body of the Gorgon Medusa after Perseus beheaded her. Oh, we didn't know that in the last no, bit, did we? Oh, no. In that episode 10. Perseus and Hercules, of course. I uh, don't know if they're aware of each other, but they are, of course, half-brothers. Yes, of course. And also the timeline's already skewed with, with Theseus and Hercules and King Minos. It's yes. really, everything's happening at the same time. The universe all happening, yeah, once. It all kind of happens, at, they're all alive at the same time. Um... So Chrysosaur had sprung from the body of Medusa after Perseus beheaded her, and Kalihor was the daughter of two Titans, Oceanus and Tethys. With such distinguished lineage, it is no surprise that Geryon himself was quite unique. It seems that Geryon had three heads and three sets of legs, all joined at the waist. Where else would your legs be joined? Fucking stupid. <laughs> had three, three heads and three legs, all joined at his... Shoulder. What? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, they joined his waist. <clears throat> Geryon lived on an island called Erythea. Erythea, which was near the boundary of Europe and Libya. FYI. On this island, Geryon kept a herd of red cattle guarded by Cerberus's brother, Orpheus, a two-headed hound, and the herdsman. Eurytion. Eurytion. There's a lot of there's a lot of characters. Should I just do? Uh, should I just do the names? Yeah, there's a lot of characters. Uh, you know how to say these. I'm struggling. Hercules set off on for Erythea, encountering and promptly killing many wild beasts along the way. <laughs> Standard. Just totally, he didn't have to, but he was just like, ah, in for a penny. Uh. Yeah. Then he came to the place where Libya met Europe. It doesn't really ever meet Europe, does it? It's just the Mediterranean Sea. Here, Apollodorus tells us, Hercules built two massive mountains, one in Europe and one in Libya, to commemorate his extensive journey. What? Oh, I've just done a really extensive long journey. Tell you what I'll do. Build a mountain. Build a mountain. Do you know what else is really funny? He was told he had to travel to the end of the world. And all he's done is gone from Greece to Libya. Yeah. Do you know if you've ever seen a map? Not actually that far, like, uh, in the grand scheme of things. It's just across the Mediterranean, mate. Not that. Go to China, mate. <laughs> yeah, that's not really the end of the world, is it? Another account said that Hercules split one mountain into two. Either way, these mountains became known as gates or pillars of Hercules. The strait Hercules made when he broke the mountain apart is now called the Strait of Gibraltar between Spain and Morocco, the gateway from the Mediterranean Sea to the Atlantic Ocean. That makes a lot of sense. I always wondered geologically how that yeah. happened. And now I know... Not science, but Hercules... Hercules 
basically had been on a really long journey and was like, I'm really tired. You know what I'll use my tiredness to do? Break <laughs> two mountains in half. But uh, he's killed a lot of things. He's shattered. Ah, nice and relaxed. Kill a mountain. <laughs> yeah. Sailing in a goblet which the sun gave him in admiration, as 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 you do. This is a weird labour, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, Hercules reached the island. This is very mythology. Um, this is so mythology. This is so mythology. Oh Hercules reached the island of Eurythia. Eurythia. Oh, God. It's amazing how many times I say the same thing differently. Not long after he arrived, Orpheus, the two-headed dog, attacked Hercules. So Hercules bashed him with his club. Eurytion. Eurytion followed with the same result. He's just bashing everyone with the club. Another herdsman in the area reported these events to Geryon. Just as Hercules was escaping with the cattle, Geryon attacked him. Hercules fought with him and shot him dead with his arrows. His arrows, of course, still containing the poison of the Hydra from the yes. second labour. The stealing of the cattle was not such a difficult task compared to the trouble Hercules had bringing the herd back to Greece. <laughs> Am I right? The Liguera, two sons of Poseidon, the god of the sea, tried to steal the cattle, so he killed them. He's just killing everyone, left, yeah. right, centre. Um, I'm trying to remember, because I, uh, for my classics degree, I did a much called uh, Monsters of uh, Rome, um, and this, uh, Garion was a large part of that, and I think I learned a slightly different story, but we'll carry on anyway, but like I think Garion had more of a role to do with it, yeah. and uh, yeah, Garion was a really vile and abhorrent monster. Yeah. Um, at at Regium, a bull got loose and jumped into the sea. So one of these, a, so he's a second sea bull. So he's herding all these cattle, and one of the bulls is jumping into the sea. The bull Sam swam to Sicily, <laughs> and then <laughs> fair enough. The bull swam to Sicily and then made its way to the neighbouring country. The native word for bull was Italius, and so the country came to be named after the bull and was called Italy. Come on, that is the most tenuous fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. A, bun, uh, a bull started to do the front stroke <laughs> and made it to Italy. That's why it's called Italy. Um, little did they know that Italy looks nothing like a bull, and in fact looks like a boot. Fun fact. <laughs> the escaped bull was, fou- was found by a ruler named Eryx, another of Poseidon's sons. And Eryx put this bull into his own herd. Meanwhile, Hercules was searching for the runaway animal. He temporarily entrusted the rest of the herd to the god Hephaestus and went after Hephaestus, the bull. Hephaestus, god damn it. And went after the bull. He found it in Eryx's herd, but the king would return it only if the hero could beat him in a wrestling contest. How do they always decide this? Oh, I know. Never one to shy away from a competition, Hercules beat Eryx three times in wrestling, killed the king, <laughs> took back the bull, and returned to the herd. That's a way to win a wrestling contest. <laughs> wow. You know what? You know I what, beat you three times. I'll okay. kill your dad, and then I'm taking what's mine. <laughs> you know what? Hercules does not at my half measures, yeah, he does, does not. it? He very much is like, yeah. if he does something, he does it yeah. to the max. Oh, I found this bull that has swam here from your herd. I suspect you want it back. Wrestle me. It, 30 minutes later, everyone's dead, and Hercules on a boat like, well, wasn't too difficult. <laughs> I love how you, you spoke Hercules like, a bit like Joffrey from Game of Thrones, like a kind of a smarmy little Oh, that wasn't, that wasn't Hercules, that was Eric, oh. the guy who's challenging Hercules to Even a contest. Even so, like, yeah, it gets it right. Hercules made it to the edge of the Ionian Sea, which is named so because of... Oh, oh yeah, yeah, another cow. They love cows falling into the sea, don't they? There's a theme of bulls and yeah. being loved. Hercules made it to the edge of the Ionian Sea. With the end of his journey finally in sight, 
Hera, however, was not about to let the hero accomplish his labour. She's been watching this the whole time and she's not a fan of Hercules and at all. He's progressively getting close to his goal. Yeah, so she, she's nearly... Well, this is at, his tenth. She's at this nearly point, there. she really wants to stop him as much yeah. as possible. She's sent a gadfly to attack the cattle and the herd scattered far and wide. Do you remember that the gadfly is the reason that Io ended up in the sea in the first place? Oh. Oh, yes. Do you remember a gadfly yes. made, chased her across the land and she eventually drowned in the gotcha, sea? Yeah. And that's why it was called Ionian Sea. Anyway. Um, that's a good Now, Hercules had to run around Thrace capturing the escaped cows. <laughs> Finally, he regrouped the herd and, blaming his troubles on the river, that's why, right. Styron and Thrace, he filled, the, he filled the river with rocks, making, an unnav- making it unnavigable. Then he brought the cattle of Gyron to Eurystheus. Who sacrificed the herd to Hera? Oh my! You, how annoyed would you be? You've just brought all these cows. So he's taken. He's been to Libya and Gibraltar. He's broken a mountain in half. He's been walking his bulls all the way back across Europe, back to Greece. Uh, and then one of them's got swam to Sicily, so he's then had to fucking take a detour all the way to Italy. And then he's finally got the ball back after wrestling the guy and killing him. Hera's tried to do it some stuff. He's managed to make it. Then they've all scattered. He's managed to run around Thrace. He's got, got them all. He's, he's he's blocked off a river. He's finally made it back to Eurystheus and said, "Hey, I've, I've done it. I've done my tenth labour." And then he's killed them all. How pissed off would you be? <laughs> you, were, you were just killing them there and then, because by God. The ancients don't tell us how long either Hercules or Europe took to recover from this eventful jaunt. You'll be so annoyed, wouldn't you? Yeah. And now we're on to Labour 11. Chapter 11. Labour 11. Got a fun fact about the number 11. Is that what I think it is, Dan? It's the only letter, or the first letter... It's not even a letter. Yeah, it's, it's, the, first, it's the first letter. <laughs> the first number to be the same number, like symbol twice. It's two ones. Dan, I'm better than this. I, I don't <laughs> want to get annoyed because I know it gets you off, you know. So I'm just going to accept it for who you are. I'm not going to get annoyed by it. Whew. Please do number eleven. The apples of Hesperides. Hesperides. Poor Hercules, after eight years and one month, after performing ten superhuman... It's taken him eight years and one month. It's a long time. I'm not going to get annoyed. <laughs> after why, not eight, why, why one and one month? It's like, as if it's like a child. Like, yeah, I'm seven and a half years old. After eight years and one month, after performing ten superhuman labours, he was still not off the hook. Eurystheus demanded two more labours from the hero, since he did not count the Hydra nor the Aegean stables as properly done. Which is cheeky, isn't Which it? we found really harsh, didn't we? I wonder what... I were... found the Hydra particularly difficult, because it was only his second ever labour. It yeah. was his second ever one, and they were like, doesn't count. And he's like, are you what? Is this what it's going to be like for the next goddamn <laughs> eight years? <laughs> um, I wonder what Eurystheus is gaining out of this as well. Like, Because uh, it's, it's not even like free labour for him, it's just annoyance. Yeah. Um, Eurystheus commanded Hercules to bring him golden apples which belonged to Zeus, king of the gods. Hera had given these apples to Zeus as a wedding gift, so surely this task was impossible. However, Hera... Zeus, of course, is being his dad. <sighs> I will kill you one day, Daniel. Anyway, not letting him get to me. <laughs> Hera, um, who didn't want Hercules to succeed, would never permit him to steal one of her prized possessions. Would she? Mm-hmm. 
These apples were kept in a garden at the northern edge of the world, and they were guarded not only by a hundred-headed dragon named Ladon, but also by Hesperides, nymphs, and who were also the daughters of Atlas, the titan who held the sky and earth on his shoulders. Hercules' first problems were he did not know where the garden was. Like most men, am I right? <laughs> Bush. <laughs> he journeys through Libya, Egypt, and Arabia. He's going all the way back to Libya oh, again. Yeah. Oh, bloody hell. He was stopped by King... Jose, he journeyed through Libya, Egypt, Arabia, and Asia. He's got a weird route. Yeah. <laughs> he could have saved him some time. Yeah. yeah. He was stopped by... Kinknos, the son of the war god Ares, who demanded Hercules fight him. <laughs> After the fight was broken up by a thunderbolt, Hercules continued on his way to Illyria. Um, I think Kinknos was the guy... What? I might be wrong, but he's the guy that couldn't be beat uh, by... He, got, he was really strong, so he got his power from the ground. Oh, okay. So what, he, he had to lift him up and kill him. Okay. I could be making it up. Hercules continued on to Illyria, where he seized the sea god Nereus, uh, who knew the garden's secret new, uh, location. Nereus transformed himself into all shapes trying to escape, but Hercules held tight and didn't release him until he got the information he needed. Mm. Would you ever hold me like that, Dan? These labors are getting harder and harder. When we first started, I mean, other than the Hydra, because that was quite difficult, they were just like, can you go and get, get this animal? Chuck a lion. Chuck a lion. Now we're like proper, they're, they're adventures. They're taking a lot of time. They're yeah. like proper journeys he's got to go on around Find the world. Find random thing. Yeah. Continue on this quest, Hercules was stopped by Anateus, the son of a sea god Poseidon, who also challenged Hercules to fight. Hercules defeated him in a... Oh, this is this is the guy I just mentioned. Okay. Um, Hercules defeated him in a wrestling match, lifting him up off the ground and crushing him, because when Anateus touched the earth, he became stronger. After that, Hercules met up with... Bessirus, another of Poseidon's sons, was captured and was led to an altar to be a human sacrifice. Which is totally unethical. Like, that is t- incredibly wrong. You yeah. can never do human sacrifice. That's, uh, that's In fact, it seems impiety towards gods. Okay. Uh, uh, so that's, that's a messed up thing we need it to is. Hercules escaped, killing Bessirus and... Oh, it was a Hercules that was captured. But Hercules escaped, killing the Yeah, he was it. captured. That Hercules was going to go to be taken to be a human sacrifice, okay. but he managed to escape. Hercules came to the rock of Mount Caucasus, where Prometheus was changed. Remember Prometheus? Hey! Hey, Prometheus! Oh, my love! I've been here forever! Uh, uh, yeah. Listen to episode four. Yeah, yeah. Guy, guy stole fire from the gods and then got his liver pecked out for eternity. Look, this is actually... So this, many like this callbacks. special is really remarkable because it actually links to a lot of the stuff we talked about. Yeah, it does. Means. Prometheus was bound to the mountain, and every day a monstrous eagle came and ate his liver, pecking away at Prometheus's tortured body. After the eagle flew off, Prometheus's liver grew back, and the next day he had to endure the eagle's painful visit all over again. This went on for thirty years until Hercules came up and killed the eagle. So Hercules has, after thirty years of that Prometheus, Hercules has killed the eagle, and now he's good. Oh, you'd be so relieved. I'd be like, oh my god, thank you. The funny thing is, he's still chained up, Prometheus. <laughs> he's like, I've killed the eagle. I'm not letting you through. Mm-hmm, yeah. But is this Hercules being a good guy? I think there's, this is. There's no need yeah. for him to do this. No. He's just seen him change to the Mount Caucasus, and yeah. In gratitude, Prometheus told Hercules the secret of getting the apples. He would have to send Atlas after them instead of going himself. 
Atlas hated holding up the sky and the earth so much he would agree to the task of fetching the apples in order to pass his burning over to Hercules. Everything happened as Prometheus predicted and Atlas went to get the apples while Hercules was stuck in Atlas's place with literally the weight of the world on his shoulders. So he's asked Atlas to come get the apples. Oh, uh, but it's like, in the meantime, Hercules, hold up the sky for a bit. Because yeah. Atlas is kind of, he's a guy that hates his job, you know, he kind of like... He, he did it as a stopgap, but he kind of got, you know, he kind of got caught in that forever, yeah. uh, in that nine-to-five, you know. Um, so Hercules is holding it in place. When Atlas returned with the golden apples, he told Hercules he would take them to Eurystheus himself. And he asked Hercules to stay there and hold the heavy load for the rest of the time. The rest of time. Hercules slyly agreed, but asked Atlas whether he could take it back again, just for a moment, while the hero put some soft padding on his shoulders to help him bear the weight of the sky and the earth. Cheeky, cheeky. Yeah. So Atlas is like, ah, is this alright? like, oh, because I don't want to do it anymore. Uh, and Hercules is like, yes, but just, like, he's kind of like, just, just hold this for a second while yeah. I just tie my shoelaces. <laughs> <laughs> So he passes the sky over. Atlas put the apples on the ground and lifted the burden onto his own shoulders. And so Hercules picked up the apples and fucked off, carrying them back uneventfully to Eurystheus. How annoyed would Atlas be from that? But so let me get it straight. He's got the world on his shoulders. Yep. Hercules has said, let me take that from you for a bit. Get and the I'll apples. Get the apples. I'll give you a break. Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. But then Atlas is like, I've got the apples for you. Um, you can hold on to that. Uh, I'll take it back to Eurystheus for you, it's no problem. But Hercules is like, oh, fine, whatever. Can you just do it whilst I just put some padding on my shoulder? He's like, yeah, fine. Hercules is like, ah, tricked you, see ya. <laughs> there was one final problem, though. Because they belonged to the gods, the apples could not remain with Eurystheus. After all the troubles Hercules went through to get them, he had to return to Athena, who took them back to the garden at the northern edge of the world. This is happening a lot. Hercules yeah. would do these impossible tasks for him to be like, Nah. nah, I don't want that anymore. Yeah. Or, oh, I actually can't do that. Dan, time for the final labour. Number 12. Labour 12. Chapter final. 12. Chapter! Serbius. Cerberus. 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 Yeah, that's right. Cerberus? <laughs> Cerberus. Cerberus. The most man. dangerous labour of all. The most dangerous labour of all. Was a twelfth and final one. Dun, dun, dun. Eurystheus ordered Hercules to go to the underworld and kidnap the beast called Cerberus. A or Cerberus, if you uh, might be inclined. Um, also, I love how Eurystheus must be pair, uh, pulling his hair out. Because, like, like, all right, I've sent you all across the road. I've sent you to uh, Serbia uh, and to all across the world. Just go to the underworld now. That's surely impossible. Eurythius must have been sure Hercules would never succeed at this impossible task. You are right, because the first six, he was, like, struggling to think of them. <laughs> um, get uh, this animal. Go to Cle- Tesco's and get me some toilet roll. Yeah, <laughs> clean the stables out. Um, anyway. The ancient Greeks believed that after a person died, his or her spirit went to the world below, the dwelling for eternity uh, in the depths of the earth. The underworld was the kingdom of Hades, also called Pluto, if you're... <laughs> Stupid, stupid Romans. And his wife, Persephone. Or Patify. (laughs) Depending on how a person lived his or her life, they might or may not experience never-ending punishment in Hades. All souls, whether good or bad, were destined for the kingdom of Hades. 
Cerberus was a vicious beast that guarded the entrance to Hades and kept the living from entering the world of the dead. According to Apollodorus, Cerberus was a strange mixture of creatures. He had three heads of wild dogs, a dragon or serpent for a tail, and heads of snakes all over his back. Hesoid, though, says that Cerberus had 50 heads and devoured raw flesh. That's obviously a lot. It's, it, I think Cerberus is pretty much the, the three-headed dog with a serpent tail. Yeah. Cerberus's parents were the monster... Echnida. Echnida, half-woman, half-serpent, and Typhoon, a fire-breathing giant covered with dragons and serpents. Typhon. Uh, Typhoon is a, a cup of tea. Uh, but Typhons are very powerful uh, titans. True. After the gods of Olympus were afraid of Typhon. Even the gods of Olympus. He's pretty scary. Uh, Typhon's mental. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't mean to say that. He's not mental. I agree. He's very, very powerful. Mm. Among the children attributed to his awful couple. Oh, bless him. Were Orpheus, the Hydra. Oh, okay. So, um, so the Hydra that um, he killed in his yeah. second labour was also the son of his Cerberus' sibling, basically. Oh, the, yeah. So this Echidna and um, Typhon and Typhon, these horrendous monsters, have basically bore loads of children, and they're all like now in various roles, right? Yes, terrorizing the, the yeah. universe. So we have the Hydra, Orphus, as in the two-handed dog from Geryon, and the cr- and the Chimera. 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 So Orpheus was the two-headed hound, which guarded the cattle that we that yeah. we just had, and Chimera. Um, Orpheus fathered the Nymenian Chimera. Uh, Chimera, Orpheus fathered the Nymean lion and the Sphinx. So we now know. Oh the, wow! So the yeah. lion was also the son wait, of. Hold on. Oh, wait, that's I. You know, I assumed the gender of both of those, and I assumed they were both guys. Isn't that wrong? Isn't that wrong of me? I got the impression she was a woman. Chimera. That sounds Chimera. It sounds like a nice name. Every time. The Chimera was a three-headed, fire-breathing monster, part lion, part snake, and part goat. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, that's Blood scary. Lion. Not the lion part, not the snake part, the, the goat, goat part. Oh my god. <laughs> it's actually just the eyes, it's just oblong eyes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Imagine being scared of a goat. <laughs> oh my god, that, that pig's terrorising the village. Well, what about that goat? Oh no! Hercules seemed to have a lot of experience dealing with this family. To be fair, he did. He killed Orpheus when he stole the cattle and strangled the Nymerian lion. And compared to these unfortunate family members, Cerberus was actually rather lucky. Uh, just to clarify, you, um, you said uh, Orth- uh, you said Orpheus and said Orpheus. Orpheus is being not the guy who went down to the underworld with his wife. Uh, Orpheus is the uh, two-headed dog. <laughs> just to clarify that, because you said, you said Orpheus, as in it's just slightly different. You remember that? I'll carry on. Not making the cut. <laughs> <laughs> It's worth knowing, though. It's funny. Before making the trip to the underworld, Hercules decided that he should take some extra precautions. Remember, uh, remember, uh, always stay, stay safe. safe. Always stay safe. How is, this is perfect. I love this. Um, no, awesome. That's How good. is this? <laughs> Sorry, I, no, this is this is a good way for this is a, that this is because you don't want to get you don't want to get STIs, especially off the underworld. Imagine his for his final labour was just shagging it to death. <laughs> <laughs> but for safe sex safe sex but equals death this was after all a journey from which no mortal had ever returned Hercules knew that once in the kingdom of Hades he might not be allowed to leave and rejoin the living like um, as I just mentioned um, Orpheus uh, well he could have but he'd stupidly turned around at yeah. the last minute well 
He did survive, but Eurydice didn't. Yeah. The hero went to Elois, Elois, and, and saw Eumolpus, a priest who had begun what we known as the Eleusinian mysteries. Eleusinian mysteries. So this guy's a priest. The mysteries were sacred religious sites, which celebrated the myth of Demeter and her daughter Persephone. Personify. The ancients believed that those who learned the secrets of the mysteries would have happiness in the underworld. After the hero met a few conditions of membership, got to sign up, terms and conditions, yeah. blah, 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 12 months. Yeah. You really <laughs> in t- initiated Hercules into the mysteries. Um, just to let you know that um, the Eleusinian mysteries actually real. Uh, uh, a real life uh, group. They've been still around now. Well, not now, but oh, like uh, in ancient in, times. Yeah, like uh, I can't remember who the name was, but there was a general um, that before going. Uh, I can't remember his name, but he was an important general that got cast out of um, Athens, um, and uh, he was framed for destroying all these uh, Eleusinian mystery idols uh, uh, before battle. Um, yeah, so I can't. That was an awful fact, but like, yeah, they're, they're a real group. They're a thing. Hercules went to a, what you're saying. Some of this wasn't real. Yeah, Dan. Uh, just to let you know that there wasn't the Chimera wasn't part lion, part snake. It was all goat. It's just a goat, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> just a really sad goat. <laughs> Hercules went to a place called Oh Sweet Christ. <laughs> yeah, that's a really specific. Place. Yeah, Hercules Ty- went to a place called Tynerium. Tynerium. <laughs> Through a deep rocky cave, Hercules made his way down to the underworld. He encountered monsters, heroes, and ghosts as he made his way through Hades. He even engaged in a wrestling contest. He always does He always that. loves a wrestling contest, even though he's in the underworld. He loves contact. Then, finally, he found Pluto and asked the god for Cerberus. The lord of the underworld replied that Hercules could indeed take Cerberus with him, but only if he empowered the beast with nothing more than his own brute strength. A weaponless Hercules set off to find Cerberus. Near the gates of Acheron, one of the five rivers of the underworld, Hercules encountered Cerberus. Undaunted, the hero threw his strong arms around the beast, perhaps grasping all three heads at once, and wrestled the Cerberus into submission. He loves wrestling things. The, yeah. the dragon in the tail of the fierce, flesh-eating guard dog bit Hercules. But that did not stop him. Cerberus had to submit to the force of the hero, and Hercules brought Cerberus to Eurythyces. Unlike other monsters that crossed the path of the legendary hero, Cerberus was returned safely to Hades, where he resumed guarding the gateway. So that was all pointless. Yeah. After all that, he's just gone back to the other... He's gone, Anna Eurythyces, I found him. Congratulations, Hercules. Good for you. Send him back. After all this... All that. There's so little accomplished from these 12 labours. And, well, and, yeah, and Cerberus resumed guarding the gateway to the underworld. Presumably, Hercules inflicted no lasting damage on Cerberus, except, of course... The wound to his pride. And Dan, that's the 12 labours. He's done it. Yay. But before we finish up, um, there's actually... Before we finish up... Before we finish up... <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we, we're going to quickly talk about what happened to Hercules after the labours as well. Epilogue. Hercules got married a second time to a beautiful Deonara. You know, hopefully he doesn't murder this one. Like yeah, he did like, the last one. Yeah. Be like, oh, <laughs> I just done twelve labours. You know, oh, do you know what I did that for? Murdering my wife. <laughs> <laughs> so you might be wondering what happened to Eurystheus. Well, Eurystheus was left ashamed, and uh, 
what he tried to do after Hercules' success. He tried to kill the hero's new children, named the Herculeidae, but he was defeated and ultimately died. He was succeeded by, in the throne by his brothers Atreus and Thyestes. So basically, um, he, after all this, Hercules, um, I think he, he goes on to do other things, but ultimately he gets remarried, has new children. Eurystheus is obviously annoyed that Hercules isn't doing all his bidding anymore. Yeah. And is like, I will kill your children. Clearly, you shouldn't mess with Hercules' children because he loses. But I think this I think this is actually to do with the narrative of Hercules because no longer is he a villain anymore. He actually he let him he actually left you alone. He could have killed him, but he was he's he's said goodbye. Yeah, he, he's, he, ties. he's um he's actually he's a better man. But then he comes after him and kills him. So he gets his vengeance, but in a way that is um, okay with the gods. Yeah. You know what I mean? Hercules had a lot of different adventures. When Hercules was returning from his last adventure, Dayanara gave him a welcome home present. <laughs> yeah, she did. Yeah, because Hercules does quite a bit more after his 12 labours, but this time he's kind of like, he's not doing it because he has to, he's doing it because he wants to help people. As I said in the previous episode, Chaos, uh, so that kind of glory as well. Obviously, Hercules is already superhuman, and he's been promised immortality. Oh, of course, he's, now, he's, now, he's immortal, hasn't he? Because he's yeah. done his, his labours, yeah. Dayanara gave him a cloak, this cloak that she had woven herself. Dayanara had a magic bomb which a centaur had given to her. A centaur. Remember the last time he had a contact with a centaur? Yeah, he drank all their wine and killed them all. And this centaur told Dayanara that anyone who put the bomb on would love her forever. But actually, the bomb caused, contained a caustic poison. The bomb she now smeared into the cloak. Now this centaur wanted revenge after or, all that stuff yeah, that Hercules had done years before. Um, yeah, yeah um, we pretty much wiped out all the centaurs. Yeah, and then he was like, "I don't care about that. You drank all my wine." <laughs> when Hercules received the cloak and tried it on, his body immediately began to burn with excruciating pain. He tried to pull the cloak off, but the pain burnt even harder and deeper. Death for Hercules would be better than his unendurable pain. Bellowing in agony, he asked his friends to buy, uh, build a huge pile of wood on top of Man Eater. This would be Hercules' funeral pyre. He laid himself upon the pyre and told his friends to light it. As the fire began to begin to burn Hercules alive, ew, the great gods looked down from Olympus. Sue said to Hera that Hercules had suffered enough. Hera agreed and ended her anger. Sue sent Athena to take Hercules from the pyre and she began brought Hercules to Olympus on her chariot. So he knows that because he's immortal now, he was just going to be in excruciating agony forever. So it was better for him to just plead to die and end his immortality. End his mortal life so he can become a god. Mm. Uh, so he is immortal as a god now, but he ended his mortal life. Uh, and now he's a god. And that was the labours of Hercules. <laughs> Well, Dan, what do you think of that? So, man? we've done it. We had part one last week. We, we have done part two. We have done all 12. That is Hercules. I learned a lot. I liked how, again, very myth-heavy. I like it. That's a proper myth. He's going yeah. on journeys. He's fighting animals. A lot harder the second time. And a lot more difficulty. Far more convoluted as well. And l- so many callbacks to last yeah, myths like, we've done. Like what, So many characters are interchangeable. They're all living on a rock. Things like we mentioned, I think we mentioned earlier, like they're all... Um, they're all around at the same yeah. time. With Perseus is around when Hercules is around, and all these gods are doing things to other. Yeah. More, they're, they're similar characters. They, they coincide with 
each other's stories. Like, well, he's just crossed Prometheus. Yeah. He's crossed all these... Yeah, and uh, obviously, yeah, the Theseid uh, kind of uh, heroes, like Minos and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so, do you think he- uh, Hercules was a good guy after all? I think he became a good guy. Do you reckon? I think he learned. Yeah, yeah. I think it did him good, these labours. And he wore that cloak because he loved uh, his new wife as well. Yeah. So, I... Um, yeah, I think he... Uh, so, within that, there's an arc, there's a narrative there, so I think that's uh, important to know as well. But, Dan, how are we going to rank this episode? So, we're going to rank this uh, four categories. Each category is out of ten. Ten times four is forty, meaning a possible score, forty. I wish I never asked. <laughs> we have, uh, first category will be life skills, in which we will rank, um, well, what have we learned from the myth? What kind of skills can we take from this practically? Then we'll have morals. What have we learned morally about this? Then creativity, basically just how good a story it is, and the WTF factor. How messed up is this? Let's start with life skills, Matt. What are we thinking? Just to clarify, by the way, we are only marking the second part of this. We aren't doing the first part as well. Well, we so. already marked the first part. I know, but I'm just clarifying it. Just a heads up. If Dan. you were listening to this and you haven't listened to part one, shame on you. What are you doing? But I'm just saying that we're not... Never mind, Dan. I'm just trying to... Being a good presenter is just re-clarifying facts. whole resetting, Dan, you know? We're just making it involved with the audience. It could have been, like... Five weeks ago since I last listened to it. You've got to be involving Dan. Fair enough. Can you say you're sorry? Sorry, Matt. Say it properly. Sorry, Matt. Say that you love me. Sorry, Matt. I'm, I really value your friendship, actually, and I do, I do love you, I guess. Life skills. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, sorry, I mean, life skills. I, I just have to shed away a tear there. Yeah. Thank you. Life uh, skills has to be a tear. Last episode we gave... It I, goes to ten. This uh, has to be as well. Come on. Let's think. Let's let's go through an order. Uh, so we've um, what what labors did we have? Um, the bull. Uh, we had the bull. So we learned how to drive a bull away. Uh, we learned how to uh, uh, annoy a god. I suppose we learned how to annoy a god. We learned how to impregnate a bull. We learned how to put them in a labyrinth. We, yeah, we learned. We learned how to bull leap. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we never. Uh, we learned the use of a bullcock. Uh, yeah. Exactly. I don't think this is as high as the other one, but we'll not. go through. Um, learn how to... Yeah, so we learn a bull. We learn how to get the bull, make a bull out of the sea. Well, I learn how to uh, drive a bull across water. So we learn how to drive a bull across water. Man-eating horses. Um, we learn how to kill horses, basically. How to capture horses. Uh, learn um, how to kill a tribe, as well. Learn how to uh, destroy a tribe. Learn how to name a city after... Learn uh, how to name a city. Uh, le- uh, belt. We learn how to take an Amazonian's belt. Learn how to um, manipulate... Um, a, a, Women. A, yeah. <laughs> Basically, is what he did, isn't it? Well, he... he uh, Hera and manipulate them to fight Hercules. Yeah, yeah. Uh, learned that you know sometimes diplomacy works, but not on this occasion. Mm. Uh, the cattle of Crion, so we learn Gerion. We learn how to you travel all the way to literally not even close that time. We learn how to Gerion. travel. Say Gerion. Gerion. Good. What do I keep saying? Caris or something like that. Gerion, I want to say. Yeah, okay. Gerion. Um, we learn how to drive cattle across. How to find cattle. A lot of cattle. A lot of cattle. Uh, we learn how to kill a monster uh, by... Uh, we learn what kind of Aegean boat I would use. We learn how to create different monsters as well. Learn how to create different monsters. We learn how to go to the underworld and uh, uh, wrestle. Yeah, lot. we learn a lot of wrestling. A lot of wrestling. Uh, we learn how to break a mountain. That's learn a how one. to break a mountain, that is true. We learn not geography. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, 
We also learn... I guess it's high. What is there Maybe it's not a ten. Though. You're all right. I don't think it's as big as like. La- oh, we learn how we to learn hold how to, to, how to the world. Learned we learn how to, to trick someone into doing your bidding. We learn how to get apples. We learn how to kill an eagle. We learn how to kill an eagle. We learn how to leave someone chained up. We learn how to, yeah. Learn how to leave someone chained up. Um, I don't think it's as high as your one. I'm gonna go seven or eight. Probably. Cerberus, we learn how to go to the underworld. Probably said that then. Yeah, I think maybe a seven or what do you reckon? Seven. Because I don't think. Nah, last time was a ten because it was really, really life skills heavy. So what do you reckon? I think a seven. Yeah, because I don't think we learned as much here, right? No. Okay, cool. But then again, it was quite a lot though, like in comparison to a lot of other things, right? Yeah, that's true. So maybe an eight. Okay, changing it to an eight. So morals, the ethical things we learned. Not massive, are they? We learned to uh, a lot of challenging we, people into wrestling matches. We learned that betrayal works, you know, because like he betrayed Hippolyta, he betrayed Atlas, uh, he betrayed uh, his wife, betrayed him uh, by accident. Uh, I guess we learned respect of gods like Hades. He was very yep. respectful, didn't go in hot-handed. Uh, what else as well? Uh, he, we learned that, um, you know, vengeance does catch up with you, the centaurs as well. Yeah, uh, that's true, that's true. He did die eventually. Um, we learned that sometimes uh, benevolence can be a good thing with Prometheus. We learned that sometimes you've got to let your grievance go, because she eventually was like, you know what, he's had enough. Yeah. Um, we learned that human sacrifice is wrong. We learned that human sacrifice is wrong, that's true. We learned that golden apples aren't tasty. Uh, we learned that... Mm, I don't think it's that bad. I don't think it's massive. Yeah, a lot of it to do with just cattle. We learned that. Yeah, I, I think it's actually. I, I think there has to. Be, there has to be a. Um, well, Hercules is. Uh, he redeemed Abderos, didn't he? He found a city for him. He did. So, uh, so I think. That's a nice thing to do. Hercules became a better person for that, and that's maybe a, a thing as well. But I think. Um, yeah, over, ultimately he has learned his lessons, doesn't he? Also, against morals as well, like. Um, Eurystheus was an awful person. He tried to kill his, uh, kill the family as well. Uh, also, he also let the, the Cretan bull just go wandering, which is against... That's not a good thing as well. Yeah. I reckon about a six. I don't think it's... Yeah, a, I would be with you on that one. Maybe a little, five or six? I think it, I think it's six. I think it's six. Because the overarching moral is quite a nice one, which is that actually he learned his lesson. Yeah. Okay, he did murder his wife and kids. We'll forget that, but yeah. Yeah. But he, had, he did work for like 12 years, essentially. Yeah, he did. 12 years a slave. Basically. To Eurystheus. Basically. Creativity. Very creative, yeah, this I one. Think, I mean, come on, it's got to be a 10, is not? I think maybe a 9. Because uh, man-eating horses. Uh, got man-eating horses. got Amazonian women. Yes. Uh, uh, belts. Gods getting involved. Uh, gods getting involved. Golden apples. Atlas holding up the sky. Cows coming from the sea. And women yes. making... That's more WTF, actually, I guess. But it's still creative, the idea yeah. of the Minotaur and all that. Yes, and it, it links all these ideas together, how Hercules has, uh, appears in lots of different ways. Yeah. Them. Um, I, uh, you know, uh, the Geryon as well, being a, a very interesting monster with three legs. Yeah. Uh, Splitting the mountains up. Like, yeah, you know what, I, I think a nine, to be okay, honest. Give it a nine. You reckon? Yeah, give it a nine. And finally, WTF. Breaking Mountains. 
Um, breaking mountains, having sex with bulls, um, bulls coming out of the sea. Going to the underworld and kidnapping a dog. Yeah, going to the underworld and kidnapping a dog. Um, um, chasing after a whole continent of, uh, to get cows from to be murdered straight away. Yeah. The fact that most of these end up with, ah, I didn't need to do it anyway. Yeah, that's WTF in itself. Like, what the hell? Like, you just made me do all that. Um... Um, I think this is high. Yeah, well, I don't think it's crazy high. Um, I think it's probably the same as before. Because we gave there's incest as well. Whereabouts? Because cry the um the monsters cry Crimea and whatever name was, Orthus. They were like brother and sister, and they had, oh, they had yeah. babies. Oh, the monsters. So yeah, definitely okay. Um, I think it's about a five or a six, maybe. I six. think it's a seven. I think it's more. I think it's a seven. Is it more WTF than before? Because we gave it six last time. Yeah, I think it is more WTF than before. Because we've got more monsters. This time he's going on whole journeys around the like... But is it WTF though? Is it, well, it is because he does all that and then comes back and it's all for nothing. Uh, I'll admit, uh, him being burnt alive is messed up. That's messed up. Uh, him, his wife accidentally killing him and the centaur that's fucked up. Yep. I'm struggling to see... More than man seven. eating horses, that's Manny. pretty messed up. Mm, that's quite funny. Um, do you, you know what? Do you know what the most messed up thing is? The goat, yeah, a half goat, a half lion, half, a third of a lion, a third of a goat, a third of a <laughs> You're good at come math, on, Dan. we're giving it a seven, seven, okay. giving it a seven. So, uh, we have eight, six, nine, seven. So, that's a nice range. Um, eight plus six is 14, 14 plus nine is uh, 23, and uh, 30, 30, right. Yes. <laughs> 30, we have a, a, a new second place. Wow. Hercules, both Hercules have taken the two top spots. That's crazy, right? Yeah. I definitely, to be honest, I, I think it probably deserved a little less, uh, a lot less than the previous one. I think part one was stronger, personally. Yeah. Um, but I think part two ha- had finished up the arc, so to speak. Yeah. Oh, thank God for that. That was... Well, we've done Hercules. I'm glad I know a lot more about that now. It felt a bit like a Herculean task to do all that, to be honest. Um, it, it's the first time we actually focused on actually... The myth. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. There's a lot, there was and, a lot to cover there. And, you know, we've had two weeks where we haven't talked about our personal issues. You know, it's crazy. Wow, just you wait, guys. <laughs> <for the> episode <laughs> 13, yeah. Well, this is episode, episode 14. Um... Before we go, uh, Dan, how can people get in contact with us? Um, you can tweet us or message us on Facebook at Myths Podcast. Yes. Or email us. I've got really bad fins of beetles. Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> oh, I'm so bad. Or ah, email us. Ah, go on, sorry. Mythspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, please give us five stars, um, guys. It really helps us out, gets us um, more notice. Please share with your friends, let them know. The, uh, yeah, uh, just to reiterate, uh, the more you share with your friends, the more listeners we get. Uh, no, but it does help us um, massively in terms of getting uh, it's a bit more listeners as well. So please do share. And also, um, just a couple of things as well. Uh, is that okay if I do upload them? Go on. You can be more enthusiastic. Yay! <laughs> so two things. Um, I'm currently releasing a lot of uh, episodes for the Drunken Comedian podcast. That's my other podcast where Dan does some feature on. Basically, I interview a couple of comedians whilst having a drink or two. Are you, are you scorning, Dan? No, go on, keep... Uh, <laughs> go on, keep going. You stupid fucking person. 
Yeah, so follow us at Drunk Compod. Uh, where I have some uh, famous guests coming on soon, so that should be pretty good. Name. Name? Don't, don't want to say, because I don't want to jinx it, because they okay. haven't confirmed yet. Uh, are we talking famous as in, like, people listening will be like, oh, I know who that is. It wouldn't be like, whoa, that guy is on the TV every day, but he has been on the TV, and it's a he. Okay. Uh, uh, and also... Um, Ricky Gervais. It's, it's actually the Pope. Yeah. <laughs> Get him lash, mate. Uh, and also, um, I'm starting a brand new thing called Matt's, uh, Matt Hoss's Weekly Odyssey. And uh, what it is, is that every week on Spotify, I put five different artists uh, with five different songs onto a, a Spotify playlist. And it's very different, and it's just my ta- taste in music. So if you want to uh, see what I'm into, check into that, and it gets updated every Friday. Are you going to listen to it, Dan? Um, well, I listen to it, yes. Well, I listen to it every week. You don't have to listen to it every week. Oh, well, yeah, then no, no, I won't. <laughs> Thanks for listening. I can't believe you just plugged your own podcast. Um, uh, guys, also, I want to plug something. Go on, then. Um, I also have just decided I also have a podcast. What's it called? It's called uh, Downtime. <laughs> Downtime. Downtime. What's it about? It's me. Just chilling out, talking about stuff. To who? Well, actually, what it is, I get drunk and I talk to comedians. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah. And it's called Downtime. Yeah. I think you might be stealing someone's idea, Dan. <laughs> maybe we should I go on each other's podcasts. Yeah, maybe. Down, we'll do a crossover. But we should, well, in the crossover, we should talk about ancient Greek myths. That'd be quite interesting. That'd be good. Let's yeah. do that. Anyway, guys. Um, Thank you for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this uh, two-part special. Um, yeah. I've been Matt I've been Dan Rhodes. And this has been Myths. Bye! 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 Myths. Myths. Please give us five stars, um, guys. It really helps us out, gets us um, more notice. Please share with your friends, let them know. The, uh, yeah, uh, just to reiterate, uh, the more you share with your friends, the more listeners we get, and the more pussy we get to grind. Sorry, no, that's abhorrent. Uh, <laughs> <laughs>